It's This Week in Bourbon, where we now have a certified distiller on the team. And here's your headlines for January 27th, 2023. Traverse City Whiskey Company has officially broken ground on a new $20 million distillery. Old Elk launches its first rye whiskey finished in Barbados rum casks. And Michter's will begin shipping the 2022 edition of its Celebration Sour Mash. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. And they're off for another Gift 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 000 Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or thebourbonconcierge.com and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Hey everybody, it's, it's going to be a fun one because we now have a certified distiller on our team. Well, hey, well congratulations, hey. Ryan. You made it through Moonshine University. I did it. Well, maybe. I don't know. We're <laughs> recording this on a Wednesday, so this will get released. I still got three more days to go, so who knows? They may kick me out after tomorrow. I have, uh, but I have, I, have, I have survived three and a half days of nine hours a day of uh, all thing. I'm drinking from a water hose, like <laughs> fermentation, distilling, mashing, cooking, aging, you know, all this stuff it's ttb fire codes fire codes i mean yeah it's a lot like my brain's on just fried i feel like it's i've a, just been on the bong for five days <laughs> just you like say I, a bong <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it is a boot camp after all you just kind of cram it all in at once but it's, yeah it's 
I, I will say I was kind of skeptical going in, but I have been blown away by the Moonshine team and like what they offer. I mean, I wish we'd. I've said this several times to people there, and they're like, probably like, quit telling us. But I'm like, I wish we had taken this before we started our business. It could have saved us probably, I don't know, thousands of dollars and a lot of headache. I mean, because they really do just like cover the whole gamut of like getting in. Like the first day I was like, it was all about codes and like how hard it is to be a distillery. And at, at the end, I raised my hand and like, I was like, uh, is tomorrow going to be a little more uplifting because, because, <laughs> uh, right now you're kind of deterring me from ever wanting to be a distiller. So, and they're like, they're like, well, we try to break you down and build you up and this and that. But, uh, no, the whole moonshine team has been fantastic. And it's the flavor man team. That's an amazing facility and what they do with flavorings for, you know, canned beverages and whatnot. It's, I've been blown away. I'm just like, my brain's just fried. I got a lot to process. That four inch binder is like, I mean, it's it's thick. A lot of a lot of inches information in there. I think the one thing that I'm excited about is that you've been going through there, and the ideas just keep coming. You keep sending me messages, and you're Kenny. I know you said you didn't want me to make whiskey, but we might make whiskey one of these days. <laughs> I know. I, I may have changed my tune after that. It was like I was all motivated to make whiskey, but then I'm like, ah, oh, we gotta get a miller and a cooker and a. All this stuff, and it's like, and then you got patient tanks. And- you got to put explosion proof everything everywhere, and you're like, you learn that it's five hundred dollars a light fixture and five thousand dollars for electrical outlet box, and you're like, oh my god, you know, <laughs> maybe not so much. Maybe not. So- back to gin. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're probably dropping putting the tea leaves out there for everybody to start reading, but we'll have we'll have more information to release a little bit later. But yeah, the oh, things yeah. that we I really need to know. Much, but <laughs> it's okay. We we need to know a lot more about fire codes and TTB regulations because those are the things that we've got to we got to put our eye on the prize with that. But I'm yep. just glad that you're you're learning a ton. I'm actually I'm I'm quite jealous because it sounds like something that is it's interesting. It's fun to know. I know that we we talked about it even last week, and we got a few different emails, and some people said, "Oh, you got to let us know how it is." It, it, do you would you say that if you're just a bourbon geek, would this be something fun? Even if you weren't going to go start a, a distillery, that it would be a because oh, what yeah. it's a six day course, nine hours a day. Is it just something that a bourbon geek should just go all in with? Because it's going to be a lot different than just getting your executive bourbon steward. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not cheap. I, uh so it's quite of an investment, but I mean, yeah, if you want to if you want to know anything and everything and all the behind the scenes like of how to run and make it in the distilling business, no matter what you're making, I I can't recommend it. I mean, it I can't I'm trying what am I trying to say? You can recommend it, but I can't I, recommend it enough. Enough, yes. Yeah, <laughs> the the information is has been extremely valuable and like I have so much in my mind and so many notes. Like I just can't wait to like go back through it. And like, uh, but right now we're like, I think we're like on, we, so we mashed and then, yeah, we fermented. Then we actually did like our first run of um, our whiskey today. And then it's like going to run through a doubler and everything. So tomorrow we should have our whiskey ready to try, you know, off the still and whatnot. So hopefully it's doesn't taste like garbage. The rum we made with, no, I shouldn't say we made, they made, we got to watch the process. <laughs> you, it was actually really good. Did you turn a knob at least? Uh, yeah, I, I maybe turned a switch on or something. <laughs> I think I turned the pump switch on whenever, but. Uh, You're now a master distiller. 
I got a ton of videos and pictures and just so much running in my head. And then every time I get an idea, I'm sorry, I text you and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you're going to kill me, but th- we should do this. And <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I'm glad the ideas are running, but let's go ahead. You want to dive in some bourbon news here? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So there's a, it's kind of light on the actual news, but we've got some fun stories to kind of talk about before we get into some release stuff. But Elijah Craig and AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am they have announced a multi-year partnership naming Elijah Craig the official bourbon. And as the official bourbon partner, Elijah Craig will be prominently featured on the Triangle Plaza in the heart of Pebble Beach Golf Links, one of the three Monterey Peninsula golf courses making up the tournament grounds. At the Elijah Craig Bourbon Speakeasy, spectators can taste the distinctive warm and spice and smooth flavor of Elijah Craig Small Batch, enjoy handcrafted signature cocktails, and engage in photo opportunities after signing their name on an interactive signature wall. Throughout the course, at General Concessions, fans can also find Elijah Craig featured in signature cocktails called the Kentucky Tea Time. Uh, tea as in T-E-A, right? See how they did that there? Mm, made using Yes. And it's made using Elijah Craig, tea, and lemonade. Off-site, consumers in the area will also find displays and engagement opportunities at retail and bar locations promoting Elijah Craig's exclusive sponsorship. And Elijah Craig will further support the partnership with an investment in digital advertising and across social media as well. So, cool to see that, I guess. Yeah, I, but Pebble Beach and like that whole Monterey Peninsula, there's like several golf courses, but that's like on my bucket list to go go see. And I guess I got to get, get some tea time in there while I'm at it because yeah. <laughs> maybe we get only... Bernie Lovers to take us there or something. One day. <laughs> yeah, come on, Bernie. <laughs> I actually talked, I met Bernie the this past weekend. I, I know he listens to the show. He listens to the show. So Bernie, if you're listening. Bernie, cheers, yeah, Bernie. we need some tea time <laughs> on, <laughs> at Pebble Beach. Come on. Uh, but I, I do, the only reason I know of Pebble Beach is just because of the years I spent playing Tiger Woods on PlayStation 2. <laughs> yeah. And that's the course that you just play. You always just play Pebble Beach. Do the Tiger Vision, make every putt. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, how how can you go off a drive and then decide midway that you don't want to spin the ball forward, but you want to start spinning it backwards? Right. <laughs> so you're just like, all right, now we're And you're like, how fast, how fast can I purse L2 to like get my driver speed up? <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yep. That was a great right. one. Oh, yeah. Good throwback there. I remember, I mean, that was a college where I would sit there, I would lay in bed and just sit there and play that in the dorm room all the time. I just, that and uh, GoldenEye and Mario Kart. Those three games, we played a ton. <laughs> well, Halo was also big when we came. That was, that was when you could have LAN parties and have the the boxes connected between rooms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know yeah, that. Halo was kind of... Well, I guess GoldenEye was like the first person shoot. Well, Doom was, I guess, really. And then, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> even that. I think Wolfenstein might have been one of the Wolfenstein, first. Wolfenstein, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then Doom, then GoldenEye, and then Halo, and then call of duty you know it's like the uh, yeah it's like the progression of a gamer <laughs> yeah, it's true and we haven't and then we kind of fall off at that point i haven't i haven't played any games in a while and you pick up a bourbon habit and it's <laughs> you, <laughs> there you go that's <laughs> what you do yep so there's a new bill being introduced to the ohio senate which i don't know ryan maybe you can move to ohio after this that will allow ohioans to make and consume moonshine so senate oh. bill 13 will allow any ohioan 21 and older to make drink, and serve moonshine as long as they don't charge for it. This is being introduced by Senator Frank Hoagland. He's a Republican from Mingo Junction. The legislation permits one person to make up to 100 gallons a year. It's a lot of fucking moonshine. But two or more people in one household can make 200 gallons. 
The distiller could only provide the alcohol to their family, neighbors, coworkers, and friends on private property located in the state, according to the bill. The legislation is also allows for the producer to ship moonshine to the same group of individuals, making that much flammable liquid at home without proper training could cause some people to set their homes on fire. And Case Western Reserve University professor Michael Benza said, you may want to get insurance, but there may be a hard time getting insurance because it's still technically uh, under because it's legal under Ohio law, but illegal under federal law. So even if the Ohio bill was to pass, it would still be against federal law to make liquor. It creates tension between the two levels of government that he added, and I don't know if the feds would ignore it or if the feds would come after somebody, but it's also possible the federal government could treat it like marijuana, or the federal government would often step back from prosecuting those in states that are illegal to do it, at least within the parameters of the state law. Ohio also wouldn't be the first state to legalize moonshine production. People living in Alaska, Arizona, Massachusetts, and Missouri are all allowed to make moonshine for personal consumption. Although in Arizona, distillers need a permit, and consumers can only drink on their property in Massachusetts. North Dakota also allows it in a way. A distiller can make personal moonshine up to the federally allowed number of gallons, which is zero. So people can produce zero gallons of moonshine in the state. It is likely that this is a trigger law, meaning if federal law changes, then the state will immediately follow suit. Wow, this is, yeah, because everything I learned was about uh, fire hazards and, <laughs> you know, explosions and all this. But uh, I think probably with those smaller stills, and I would assume people would want to do them outside uh, or maybe in like a garage or something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, there was an interesting fact to learn this week that, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you got to be careful making your own moonshine. It'll make you blind or something. But, uh Really, that only happened because, uh, I guess, pre, you know, during Prohibition or whatever, when people are before Actually, there was, it was yeah. probably Prohibition. Yeah, yeah, maybe Prohibition. And they were using uh, sawdust to uh, ferment for fermentation to, like, you know, help, ex I guess, make yields bigger. And the fermenting sawdust produces that compound. I think it's like mentha something. I don't know that those damn chemistry names are over my head. <laughs> where's Pat? Where's Pat Heist when you need him? I got a I got a pie chart somewhere of all of them. <laughs> but uh, anyways, if you just are fermenting grains, it those do not produce those uh, congeners. Congeners, that's what it is. Congeners that uh, can make you blind. So, anyways, see. It's, it's your just don't just don't ferment with sawdust. You'll be good. This education is gonna just reap benefits and value over the years. People are going to learn so much because of this week that you've learned in this course. Uh, yeah. The, you know, like NBC said, the more, you know, yeah. <laughs> they were onto something. <laughs> yep. I, I just, I just can't wait until you and the master distillers would just be all joshing it up there in the corners. And I'm going to have to sit there and go on, man, I don't know. I, don't, I can't understand anything they're talking about anymore. I'll teach you heads, hearts and tails. You know. <laughs> Congeners right. and all those compounds, but Except they'll be like, they'll actually have done it. I'll just know it in theory. That's <laughs> <laughs> fake it till you make it. <laughs> That's right. Well, speaking of hearts, so Bourbon with a Heart, it's Kentucky's first and only arts-focused bourbon charity, and it's launching Barrels of the Heart. And it's the first of its kind art exhibit opening on February 2nd at the Fraser History Museum in downtown Louisville. Mission of Bourbon with Heart is to leverage with the influence of the, uh, sorry, the influence and popularity of Kentucky's most iconic spirit, bourbon to raise funds awareness and education around our local art community the organization is committed to providing better access and delivering first-class arts experiences to every person in kentucky regardless of age race class gender or ability 20 local artists were provided a barrel and a supply budget to bring their art to life 
Exhibit attendees will vote on their favorite barrel design, and the artist of the winning barrel design will be awarded a cash prize along with a donation to the charity of their choice. The remaining proceeds will be donated to area nonprofits. Entry to the exhibit is available with any general admission ticket to the Fraser Museum starting February 2nd. And you can learn more about the artist below at, or not at below, but at this link. It's bourbonwithheart.org. Where do I click? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right around there. Just go ahead and press the button. I did see a lot of these barrels come up. There's, It's been on Instagram. If you haven't been paying attention, there's a few people that are on the IG side, and I've seen them painting their barrels before they've been submitted to this. So it's kind of cool. It's just taking some whiskey barrels, putting some art on it, and putting it up for show. And then distilleries can also sponsor those particular barrels. So it's just, again, just another way to raise and donate funds to the local arts. Yeah, I think it's awesome. It'd be cool if it's like, I don't know if they still do. I remember that like everyone would donate money, pay a bunch of money to get like a horse, you know, out in front of their like business yes. or or house or something. It'd you be can cool see, if they you did can this see all these around the city already. There's horses yeah. all, all over the place that are painted. Yeah, that'd be cool if they done with barrels, you know, around too. Except you know what the problem with barrels are. Yeah, they rot. <laughs> they rot. They will. Yeah, I would say you got about a solid what? Well, well, you have to go. I guess through. you could seal it with like Thompsons or something. <laughs> well, that's what that's what the thing is. Is that for anybody that doesn't know, it's like if you as soon as you empty a, a bourbon barrel, it's good for a little bit because it still has all of the either bourbon or water or whatever still soaked in that wood. But over time, if there's nothing in the barrel, it's gonna start falling apart. And that's exactly what happens. So most people that have these barrels, you have to sit there and drill through every single stave in the rings and put a screw in it to keep it from falling apart. And then you have to, yes, as you said earlier, put some lacquer on it or seal it or do something like that to make it showpiece worthy, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm, I want to. I need to get and look at look at these. But they're cool. Yep. There you go. Check it out. Bourbonwithheart.org. Well, and speaking of more barrels, to mark the filling of its eighth millionth barrel of bourbon since Prohibition, Buffalo Trace is offering one lucky bourbon lover the trip of a lifetime. And on the heels of National Ditch Your New Year's Resolution Day, Buffalo Trace is asking fans to ditch their resolutions and go for bourbon, or rather, run for bourbon. So one fan who, quote-unquote, runs a mile for bourbon will win a first-class trip for two to stay at the secluded Stag Lodge on the distillery grounds. You'll have dinner prepared by the distillery's private chef, private tours of the grounds and the distillery and an $800 gift card for gift shop merchandise at, at the, at the gift shop. Buffalo trace will also donate bourbon in the name of the winner to a mutually agreed upon 501 C charity. The entire prize is valued at $10,000 and bourbon fans that should go and visit will run for Buffalo trace between January 18th and February 18th for details to enter. And one fan and one guest will get to bask in the specially curated bourbon experience. When is it a race? <laughs> like, okay, here's, I, I looked at it. You can go to Will Run for Buffalo Trace Bourbon.com and it's on the honor system. It says, if you ran a mile, go ahead and enter your details into this form and you get entered. So, well, I ran three yesterday. Did I get three in- entries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you have three email addresses, yeah, I actually do. I have yeah. four. <laughs> you go. You can enter four times, buddy. <laughs> That's right. I'm, this sure, is a, I'm sure, sure Buffalo Trace loves to hear us trying to get around their system here. 
I'm sure fans are looking at this like, oh, gift shop. Does that mean I get to cut the line for Blanton's every morning? <laughs> Eight hundred dollars in Blanton's. That's all yeah. it is. Uh, Freddy's root beer or whatever. That's, yeah. what I would, that's what I would buy. It's that's a lot of buffalo. That's the best tra- thing. There's a lot of buffalo tray sweatshirts. That's what it would be. <laughs> that's right. It's a lot of hats. It's a lot of hats. So Reserve Bar, they're launching a new website called Get Stocked, and it offers fast delivery of canned seltzers, cocktails, and other RTD goodies. And this is coming from their latest email press relief. So Reserve Bar President Derek Correa, Correa, C-O-R-R-E-I-A, sorry, Derek, if you listen to this, it says that the move helps to expand the company's consumer reach into new canned drink sector. The launch is just beginning. The company also plans to expand Get Stock's impact with new website functions, product offerings, community building opportunities, and more. So beginning today, Get Stocked is offering 600 canned products for delivery, ranging from craft beer, RTDs, hard seltzers to canned wine, canned cocktails, and non-alcoholic options, all available for on-demand and delect, and sorry, for delivery in select markets across the U.S. Well, I like easy. Show it my door. Well, it's it's this one I brought up only because it's not really about whiskey, but we do talk about RTDs and yep. the growth of RTDs. And this was Reserve Bar's second, I don't, I guess it's sister company, whatever. Another website they're doing that is strictly only RTDs or stuff in a can. Yeah, and from what I've learned this week, being next to Flavor Man, there is a lot of RTDs heading down the pipeline. So it's a uh, which I think it's good. I, I love the RTD category. I, you know, I think the technology is getting better. The flavor options are getting better. And I think, um, you know, it's not just going to be White Claws and tr- Trulies anymore. It's, there's going to be some really fun, interesting things coming out soon. Time to get in the lab and start experimenting. How do we create well, you might, great bourbon one? Yeah, you might be onto something or maybe we're onto something. <laughs> we got we to give Sagamore a run for their money. That's uh, gonna be tough. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, give me that Sagamore recipe. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I know they they work here. And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they're very strict about it. <laughs> the NDA disclosures there. They're yeah. very good about not telling you what goes on. But uh, but it's amazing facility. Good deal. So our what was our first headline was that Traverse City Whiskey Company has officially broken ground on the future site of its new whiskey production place that's going to be in Traverse City, Michigan, and it's estimated to cost around $20 million. The company's rapid growth has exceeded its current distilling capacity, which resulted in a portion of its annual production to be outsourced to out-of-state partners. So it's going to be set on 35 acres of land in the countryside, and the new facility will accommodate every step of the whiskey production process. Everything that Ryan's learned about this week, mashing, fermentation, distillation, it allows the company to significantly increase its production of its award-winning portfolio of premium whiskeys and bourbon, as many as 24,000 barrels of whiskey a year. The 70,000-square-foot campus, which will be built in partnership with Matheson Architects and Erhart Construction, will feature a state-of-the-art traditional rack house, dedicated processing and packaging spaces, administrative offices, a visitor center and tasting room, and a spectacular indoor and outdoor hospitality space. The new facility will also create approximately 100 new jobs for the surrounding community and afford the Traverse City Whiskey Company the ability to support other Michigan distillers and need a capacity for growing their own brands as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I was sad to see. I thought they would expand on their cherry, Traverse City cherry line. Those cherries were really good. <laughs> okay. Uh, I didn't put that in there, but yes, it did say in there that they were also expanding some other stuff for cherries in here. It, it was, oh, okay. Gotcha. It was, the press release was too long. This is me distilling it down, quote unquote, for it. 
Yeah, I mean, Traverse City, you know, they were one of those, they kind of made their name having the older MGP stocks, you know, that's kind of how they broke, but uh, I, I don't know if they've been making their own stuff or not. I can't remember. Um, that's what it was, one was kind of weird, but it says like they have exceeded their current distilling capacity because the only things that I've had from them have all been MGP. So, yeah. Like, okay. Well, no, there's gonna expand on that <laughs> yeah. well it's you can expand on from nothing right that's that's an easy thing to expand from yeah it's like us one barrel will be 100 percent growth of expansion <laughs> of production very true very true all right well hang with us everybody we'll be back with some bourbon release news if you're anything like me then you can't get enough about bourbon and that's why i'm a subscriber to bourbon plus magazine Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns, from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. All right, bourbon release news time, and we just got a few of them to kind of go through, so let's get started here. So the first one was the second headline, and that's that Old Elk is proud to announce its newest release in its cask finishing series. So it's launching its first rye whiskey finished in Barbados rum casks. Initiated in 2021, the cask finishing series will also bring back two crowd favorites, the gold medal winning port and the cognac castrate whiskeys. The cask finished series is also based on Old Elk's core products, including its award-winning high malt bourbon and rye whiskey, offering creative and innovative flavor profiles for whiskey enthusiasts nationwide. The base spirit of each product is aged five to six years, then rested in secondary finishes for six months and bottled at barrel proof. Old Elk's limited edition cask finish series is distributed by Southern Wine and Glacier, or sorry, Southern Glacier's Wine and Spirits, will be available at retailers nationwide starting on January 19th, which is well past, and has a suggested retail price of $100 per bottle. Well, I mean, obviously, I... I don't know if obviously people may not know, but I'm a huge Old Elk fan. And uh, obviously Barbados, I mean, that's a very good chance. It's a four square rum um, cask. Maybe. I mean, there's other producers there too, so it could not be. But I mean, I think this sounds great. I want some. 
Yeah, I mean, we did. I wonder if it's still on Sealbox. Remember when we went there and we picked our own cognac finish? Yeah, yeah, the cognac finish uh, with breaking bourbon and uh, Blake. Yes, I'm looking on the seal box right now. I mean, Blake was there, but he was on his phone the whole time, so we won't. <laughs> it doesn't even count. <laughs> We're like, where's Blake? <laughs> yeah, so he can't take credit for this one. It, yeah, it's that, that's not fair. So it is on here. Yes, actually, it's on sale. It's at it's one hundred dollars. So if you so you can get the old elk regular version, or you can have the one picked by the Bourbon Community Roundtable. And that's at 116.2 proof, and it's on seal box right now. You got that. We got the Old Elk Wheat Whiskey at 116.4 proof. There's the Old Elk Straight Bourbon at 109 proof. There is the Old Elk Wheat Whiskey again at 113.2. And then there's another Old Elk Nine-Year Wheat Whiskey at 119.8 proof that's on there. So there's there's five different Old Elks that are available right now on seal box. I'd say go snatch them up. Yeah, I was drinking that cognac in the nine-year the other night. I'm always blown away. I forget I have them, then I reveal, I'm like, why don't I drink these more? I've been going back to the Big Papa and the Juicy and all those notorious B.I.G. sticker ones that we did. They've yeah, been... the weeded whiskey's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they got a lot of good stuff. Yep. Well, we talked about RTDs in the first half of the show. We might as well keep talking about in the second half here so after creating its award-winning irish american old-fashioned hercules mulligan rum and rye sorry yeah wait after creating its award-winning i don't know whatever it is uh, the brand is introducing its second iteration hercules mulligan er and rye it's a limited edition irish american manhattan so it's a it's a basically a bottled manhattan with 2,000 bottles that'll be available only on flaviar so Hercules Mulligan is the brand that was inspired by the man himself, a tailor, Irish immigrant, spy, and unsung hero of the American Revolution. Similar to the rum and rye, the brand wanted to add an Irish twist to the classic Manhattan cocktail to honor the Hercules Mulligan uh, man. Hercules Mulligan Erin Rye is a blend of four spirits, including three American rye whiskeys and one Irish whiskey, with a touch of cherry bitters and an all-natural sweet and sour cherry juice. And it has it's 86 proof and has an SRP of $45. Hmm. Hercules. He was that the Greek character. Was he the one with the Achilles heel, or no? Was that Achilles? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I just the only thing I think of is Hercules. 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 Doctor Doolittle. Yeah. Dr. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Oddly enough, I have their uh, Hercules Mulligan Rum and Rye over here, and I've never opened it. We've we've been done all kinds of whiskey quickies, and it's just it's been sitting there. So. Next time you come over, if we want to try, maybe we should add that into our top 10 RTDs that we want to be able to do. Oh, yeah. That's right. We got to do this top 10 RTD thing. (laughs) Chad and Sarah said they were interested. Yeah. Well, (laughs) go ahead. Add it to the list. Yep. I'm excited. I need to, I'll compile my 10. You compile your 10. (laughs) (laughs) I've got three of them here. I got two cans upstairs. I've been waiting to crack open. I just haven't had a chance to do it yet. I guess we need to define it. Like, is it? Like it can't be a seltzer, I think, right? Or can it be a seltzer? Can it? I don't I mean, no, it, it needs to be I think we need to be whiskey based. Or whiskey something based, okay. something like to because we, we shouldn't do it for tequila and gin and all that sort of stuff. I think I think yeah, our I people Let's we should whiskey. say like what's the top ten whiskey based RTDs? I think that's what Okay, we fair enough. Do. Yeah, let's do that. 
So I after- did see. Did you? <laughs> I was going to keep going, but keep going. Well, did you hear about? Uh, I don't know if this is true. I heard we had a lawyer in talking about how Fireball came out with a malt, a malt-based Fireball canned cocktail, and now they're getting sued because it's like consumers are suing them because it's not like whiskey. It's actually like a malt beverage Fireball or something. Have you heard anything about this? I guess not. No, we should okay. get our resident lawyer to look at it. Yeah, well, see if it's on the docket. For... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. See this man. This this class is already paying itself. I'm learning, I'm learning all the all the things. <laughs> I'm gonna send you every week. <laughs> God, I get nothing done. <laughs> just like my emails just keep piling up. I'm like, God, I, I want to respond. <laughs> it's a lot easier just to hit the delete and then worry about it a week later. <laughs> That's right. Because if it's really important, they'll reply back and they'll be That's like, right. hey, Ryan, did you see this? Just, I'm like, oh, yeah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so after decades at the forefront of the bourbon industry, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, finally has an industry namesake with the Lawrenceburg Bourbon Company. So the LBCO's Kentucky Straight Bourbon One Cask Series is bottled single barrel and cast strength. It's aged four years and eight months, and the company's first release drops January 27th at their cellar door on Main Street in Lawrenceburg. The first casks hover around 124 proof with a mash bill of 75% corn, 21% rye, and 5% malted barley. Lawrenceburg Bourbon Company's 100% service-disabled, combat veteran-owned, and operated. The founder and wannabe distiller Greg Keeley is a retired combat vet with service in theaters that including Iraq and Afghanistan. Lawrenceburg Bourbon's current mission is sourcing the best bourbon and rye available in Kentucky. Then barrels are arrested locally as needed prior to being hand-bottled and labeled. Oh, very cool. You can... Uh... Yeah, a lot of people coming to Turkey and Four Roses and all that can get you some Lawrenceburg now. If you can't get into the Wild Turkey gift shop, then I guess just head on over to Lawrenceburg Bourbon Company. Are they still renovating over there? I have no idea. <laughs> no, no. I, I haven't asked. So, if uh, Eddie, if you're listening, just let us know. Please tell us. Yeah. He's in the rear. He's still in the rick house. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't left there in 10 years. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Heaven's Door Spirits, which is Bob Dylan's portfolio of award-winning American whiskeys, has announced the release of its Bootleg Series Volume 4. And this one is an 11-year-old 11 11 weeded bourbon. So named in tribute to Bob Dylan's famed series of album collections, the highly acclaimed Bootleg Series is a portfolio of rare whiskeys and special blends released annually that was co-created with Bob Dylan and sourced and blended by Heaven's Door's team. The brand's Bootleg Series Volume 4 releases, it features an 11-year-old weeded bourbon, finished in an Islay scotch casks and is bottled 111 proof. The bourbon is presented in a handmade ceramic bottle featuring an oil painting by Bob Dylan titled Lighthouse in Maine from the second installment of his The Beaten Path collection. Each bottle is housed inside of an individually numbered bespoke leather journal and the suggested retail price is $500. It's now available on heavensdoor.com and select retailers nationwide. Whoa. Coming in hot. Yes. Guess you get a leather bound book, I guess. That's that's always cozy. It's, you know, it's, it's it makes part the $500 of the, better. Yeah. I was going to say, it's kind of part of just the, it's the experience. It's the, you know, you can, you can sniff your leather book. You can sniff your whiskey and kind of just see if you can get those leathery notes out of it. Start writing songs, you know, like Dylan did, you know? Yeah. And then you can frame your notes in a wall one day when you go platinum. <laughs> That's right. Then you can start your own heaven's door. <laughs> yeah. Might as well. Might as well. I like it. 
So our last news story is that Michter's will begin shipping the 2022 edition of its Celebration Sour Mash starting this February. Originally intended to ship after its bottling in late 2022, the release was delayed to supply chain issues involving the arrival of its packaging. This will be the fourth ever Michter's Celebration release and the first one since 2019. When Michter's Celebration Sour Mash whiskey was released in 2013, it marked a significant moment in the United States of whiskey history. For the first time, an American whiskey company was offering a rare blend for a suggested retail price of several thousands of dollars. This edition contains whiskey personally selected by Michter's master distiller Dan McKee from seven extraordinary barrels, three of them Kentucky Straight Bourbon and four of them Kentucky Straight Rye. The seven whiskeys in this special blend range in age from 12 to over 30 years old. Each oh. bottle of the 2022 edition comes in a special gift box that has a drawer containing a letter signed by Dan McKee. Only 328 bottles of the 2022 edition will be released worldwide. It's 112.8 proof and will have a suggested retail price of $6,000. So the Sour Mash is not a bourbon. It's a whiskey, right? I just told you it's three barrels of Kentucky bourbon, three barrels of Kentucky rye, all blended together. They range in age from 12 to 30 years old. So it is a whiskey now because they blend them together. What is a whiskey? It's, it's old Sour Mash whiskey. It's not a bourbon. Right. You know, you do get a signed letter by Dan McKee, which I hope he writes like a haiku or a poem or just a sweet little love letter in there for you. I'm trying to relate this back to their like everyday offerings, but I guess the U.S. like is the, the, the sour mash, like, you know, the standard U.S. one sour mash. Is that a blend of bourbon and raw or no? It could be. I honestly have no two. I have no clue. You know, that's one of those things. They that, never tell us like uh you know, mash. I'm, I'm surprised they tell us bourbon and rye on this. Yeah. Normally they don't like, disclose well, anything. Yeah. We don't know exactly what, we don't know that. But then again, I don't think we've ever really asked what's in your US one. Yeah. They wouldn't tell us anyways. Probably. Probably. Probably but not. I'm sure it's good. Mictors is always just, it, it's so damn consistent and good. I mean, there's just never, I've never had a bad Mictors product. No. And I would say, this will probably fall in line. However, I would I would love... I've never had the opportunity to try a celebration. Have you? Hell no. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not, I'm, I'm, been that I don't have that kind of money. No, me neither. Me neither. But maybe one day we'll get to... One day they'll send us a bottle and we'll like shoot it like Ludacris did on... Oh, Church yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that Ludacris... I, that's right, because he did a... It was an interview with Fred Minnick and they sent Ludacris a bottle... And I don't think Ludacris knew what was going on because he was basically drinking that and he's eating. Used to sense, he's used to drinking $12,000 bottles or whatever. He, he's doing that and he's eating chili with it. Oh, boy. <laughs> you remember that? He's yeah. like, I'm just going to eat chili while I'm doing this interview. I'm like, oh, my God. That's, it's so funny. That's like when, you know, when Fred, like, gave us Metallica tickets, like, there's diehard Metallica fans that are like love where we were. And we we're just like, Oh, you know, this is great. <laughs> but you know, it's like the people who have access don't appreciate it. <laughs> Pretty much. That's kind of what it comes down to. Yep. But, well, that's going to do it. But I do want to sign off and say something because over the past, gosh, we've been doing this show eight years now. I'm sure at some point you've listened to the podcast or there's been a blooper and there's been an opener and you you heard a dog bark, and that was that was Walter. And it's it's been a tough week for over here at the Coleman household because we lost Walter this week. So yeah. it's uh, 
we've we've got I think a few more episodes to release where his barking is going to be in the background, and it's gonna be hard to edit those ones. But... You shouldn't edit them. Leave them in. I've always thought you should <laughs> leave them in. That'd be like, but I know you and Lauren are perfectionists, so yeah, we are, we are. But you know, for anybody out there that's that's listened to us over the years and you heard that dog bark, you know, that's a uh, that's that's one thing that we'll always remember. It's always been a part of the show and stuff like that. So it's been a memory. So. Uh, I poured a little bit of bourbon here, so cheers, Walter. This is this is for you. Been a good pup for the last twelve years, so yeah. I, on I, to the I, next chapter. I, I'll miss I'll miss seeing him too. He always greeted me. He's the only one that greeted me at the Coleman House. I would just <laughs> just walk in, and he's the only one that come talk to me, and uh, I'll miss that. So he and, was uh, everybody's welcoming party. He 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 always left anybody that came to the door. He, he'd make sure that you knew he was he was the first one to greet you. That's how it was. Yep, I'll miss you, Walter. And uh, two, I, I, you know, I've been wanting to say this for a couple of weeks. I just didn't know how to say it. But um, I just want to say, Mike Sani was a huge uh, mentor of mine who worked for Heaven Hill. He was in, he did pretty much anything and everything for Heaven Hill. He's like our third guest, I think, on the show. And so I think yeah. it was like episode three or four of it. He passed away unexpectedly after just retiring from Heaven Hill and. I know the Heaven Hill team was devastated. I was pretty sh- bummed about it and whatnot, but he's been instrumental to us. Helping us get started the podcast. He taught me, you know, about quality control and a lot. He was really good to me with our go green business. So I just want to say rest in peace, brother. And we'll miss you. And I'm sure the Heaven Hill team feels the way, same way too. So, yeah, uh, but uh, a lot of sad news, you know, the last couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. Well, cheers to Mike as well. And our thoughts and prayers, family and everything like that. So hate to hate to end on a somber note like that, but this is uh this is one thing we didn't wanna we don't wanna start the show off with it. But that's right. Yeah, we're gonna wanna kinda finish it, but just let you know we're still human at the end of the day. Yep, that's right. Yeah. But uh Yeah. With that, cheers everybody. Hopefully no more sad news next week. That's right. More RTDs and and uh I don't know. Whatever funny we talked about earlier. <laughs> whatever whatever else. We, maybe some more space and bunghole talk. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Bring up any updates on the space and bungholes. Maybe that'll <laughs> be next week. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Toodles. Toodles.